Okay, so this is going to be a bit of a hot mess because apparently my audio track didn't record while we were actually doing the game. So I'm going to try to fill in what I was saying while the game was going on so you guys can get at least a sense of what's happening. So I believe... A lot of things have gone on in the last few days, I understand. Um, I mean, for example, if something weird happened like aliens landed or, you know, if we swapped bodies or something, uh, I like to think this team would handle it gracefully. So this is a situation where what's happening is uh, Leo's looking to draw out... Uh, streak by trying to, I, I guess, kind of give him something to tie into that this is what's going on with the team, what's going on with you, draw some sort of parallel, kind of lay the groundwork for, hey, this is what happened to us without actually telling him. And then at the same time, uh, come back to him later and say, you know, uh, try to draw him out and figure out what the heck is going on with him because he's acting weird and everybody understands and acknowledges that he's acting weird and trying to figure out why. So uh, this was the first attempt. I ran him around in circles a little bit with Streak because he didn't roll very well. I wanted to see the other part of the helping points from the team kick in as well. So we see that here sort of in his second attempt. Like what, like, like what, you know, what's going on right now? What would you kind of compare it to in your, in your experience? And how would you, how would you, te- how would you tell Mercury how to handle your situation? I'll, I'll bring it back to his son. So. Which is ultimately a really good move. Um, I'm, I jump right over, as you can see here, I jump back over to the moves so I can have, uh, Link tell me what question he wants answered. So, uh, what does he want me to do? Right. So that's, I mean, pretty straightforward. Uh, and it's all basically boils down to him wanting to, uh, just make sure that Harry is going to have some perspective. When he finds out something that the league might say later, just, you know, try to have some perspective and don't judge too harshly. Tom, or Harry snorts in the distance. I mean, it's pretty clear that this isn't good and that this probably means that there's going to be some bad stuff coming from the league later, whether it's about them, uh, the, whether it's about the menagerie or about, about the league itself. Um, <clears throat> clearly, Streak is freaked out about that a little bit, and uh, that doesn't bode well, and everybody reads it exactly that way. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty – I mean, and I'm doing this with this particular person on purpose because everybody knows Streak. Of all the members of the league, he's the one that they've interacted with the most. His, uh, Harry's mom is around, but she's reserved. She's, you know – very organized and stuff like that. Streak is kind of funny and he sends inappropriate text to Harry with like too many eggplant emojis and stuff like that. He's a known quantity and for him to be the one that they're interacting with and kind of freaking out a little bit really gets their attention. Where are his eyes going? And of course his eyes are going to Harry because he's worried about what Harry thinks. He's worried about what Harry is going to think and that's gets their attention. He's yeah, he's definitely worried about what his son is going to think of what he's done. And that is, yeah, I mean, it justifiably freaks people out a little bit. Okay, and over the link, I'll just let everybody else know, uh, hey, uh, the Gale sold us out. We're going to find out how. Okay, Link is super pessimistic about parents from history, okay? There, there's an understatement. And that's absolutely justifiable. I think it was interesting. I mean, Bill absolutely, absolutely understood yeah. what I was trying to say there. Uh, Leo didn't, and that's fine. It, it makes perfect sense that Leo's going to read things a lot more pessimistically than uh, than anybody than the player will. Uh, Bill did a great job there of really just, 
you know, putting a nice spin on that with regards to how he's going to read it as opposed to how everybody else might. It's sounding more and more like a Runaways episode to me. So uh, <laughs> I, I will I will say this out loud to to streak. I'll be like, I, I just want you to understand that um, in my life, I have had a lot of conflicts with my father, and I and I can understand um, sometimes father and son don't always see eye to eye on everything. Uh, <laughs> nobody needs to tell me that. Um, we will see what happens, and I'm 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 sure that under your parentage, we'll, we'll, we'll be ready for whatever comes. And with that handoff, uh, we move over, we switch over to uh, Jason in Charlotte in Ghost Girl's body, where he's uh, ambushed by somebody kind of from the side who says, I know what you've done, and I know what you're doing. And he kind of starts and realizes that Hecate is sitting, standing right there. And Hecate... Her take on the situation is that they've um, somehow mind linked so they can or- stay organized and also shielded themselves mentally from any sort of scrying or spying or anything of that nature, which leads you to wonder whether or not Hecate was doing that and realized that she couldn't. But then gives Charlotte all of the credit, really, for Tell. doing all the emotional lifting for the group and doing work that the bo- men are never going to really appreciate and... And all that kind of stuff, because that's her take on things. <laughs> J- J- Jason, oh God, uh, Jason uh, does his best Southern accent, letting letting just kind of the the the, the mouth do what it will do. Do tell. So you hear a little little Southern giggle in your back of your brain. I personally am enjoying this, yeah, that, knowing that a turf is talking to a male mind and a female body. Just yeah, it's just yeah, the, the, yeah. Well, these these insubstantial little shoulders can carry quite a weight. Um, I appreciate your confidence. So the person I basically cast for uh, Hecate was uh, Kyrus Sedgwick, uh, kind of because of the part that she plays in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, or, I mean, Dave found a really good picture. It's kind of the idea. I'm going to dress like this and then like get really angry with you if you don't keep your eyes I up here. Jason considers curtsying and decides not to. I think the rest of the team should be, yeah, this is perfect. This is exactly what I needed tonight. Um, so she managed to escape from Stingray. Okay, so at this point, uh, we switched over to Harry, who was uh, Harry in Concord's body, and, and he was heading over towards A10. But the time he got to A10, A10 wasn't there. A10 had been kind of being bothered by Stingray, who, again, Draco Malfoy of the superhero set, is, he's the kind of asshole son of Nautilus, who's on the league. And uh, was it Kid Kelvin was all over there as well. And gets there, and those are the only two that are there. Um, and he's not Harry, who they know. He's Concord, who they don't. And looks like a little kid. He's younger, smaller. Um, so they give him, they throw him quite a bit of flack and give him a hard time, which uh, Harry is really having none of because he knows these guys. So he's oh. really not super into whatever is going on with uh, 
these guys and he, so he starts him. he wants He's to walking. provoke them i think he's trying to provoke them um and we go around a little bit with some suggestions about what can be said um what kind of shade can be thrown all that kind of good stuff <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? step forward ball your fist up and assert yourself yeah some of the suggestions are a little bit more useful than others um yeah, adam's not going to be throwing any big tough punches really right now but uh, there's certainly, well, you know, some things going back and forth here. They're throwing a bunch of shade. I think at, <laughs> right around here is where uh, Catherine comes up with the idea kind of sort of giving them a hard time for the fact that the you know, this team showed up with superhero outfits. You know, they're in working clothes. And was... Stingray just shows up in a tux. So, you know, who's really doing the work here? Who's, who's really getting the job done? Uh, Magistry's been in the news a lot, so there's uh, oh. something to be said for for all of this. We're all here, you know. Busy that we managed to get here. You know, we're so busy with everything. You know what? Down, troll, and everyone. What was the last person you guys defeated? I love it, Harry. Harry talking smack for you. Oh God, shade is being thrown. Are, are, are you crawled into a ball yet, or are you just really happy that? He's doing that for you. Gail, these are not compassionate comments. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. So the provoke was rolled. It wasn't quite high enough. It wasn't a good roll at all, but people threw in some team because they were sort of helping him throw shade, which totally did work. So they continue on. No, no. We will defeat them another way. Everybody's slowly beginning to drift toward... Uh... So the idea here was like, you know, what are you exactly, you know, we're talking about like what the reaction is here, um, what they're going to do, uh, what ultimately uh, after discussing this result, which it looks like Stingray's going to deck him and Calvin is like, w once the comments made uh -oh. about the clothes, I think I had, Kid Calvin was just like, he processed it and figured out what uh, Harry was implying first and was just like, dude. And then Stingray had to do something because his his honor has been impugned. He's gonna pound this little kid, right? So I want to. I kind of want to embarrass him. Upset a ten. I want to embarrass him since uh, it, uh, it was bugging a ten, and also he's at school. And this guy is such a tool. So uh, what ultimately happens here, and I can't remember exactly where in the narration it actually happens, is he's about to throw the punch, and his own dad, Nautilus, in power armor, interrupts the punch with his fist and then basically scolds him in front of a pile of people. I don't know. Does, 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 that, does, does he read Roll Mercury's or? <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> but, but saying that in a 12-year-old's voice just makes it even better. <laughs> Luckily, there are powerful politicians and superheroes all watching, and they all have influence over him. <laughs> Catherine, when, when Link came over to the Gales, you made a comment of, oh, I'm going to hear about this. That has stuck with me, and I'm hearing that now for this kid. <laughs> don't smile. Just, just don't smile. Look serious. No. Nope. Don't smile. You're going to look a little serious. Yeah. I shrink down. I stop flying. I kind of float down towards ground level so I look like a small, innocent target. 
were so mean. <laughs> you don't have to have. So the upshot of this was he used the provoke to get uh, Stingray to take a shot at him. Stingray got publicly humiliated by his father, who had already told him not to start any trouble uh, during the party, um, <clears throat> and then went right back to talking with other people who studiously tried to avoid the fact that they had just seen what they'd seen. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Concord floats down to the ground and tries to look harmless, even more harmless, so he looks even more ridiculous. And Stingray sort of storms out of the room or out away from the party for now um and i think at this point we moved on to a different scene i want to say we moved back over to a10 because i think that was about where we were um so harry got a good role uh, he, he got a bad role but we were able to make it into a pretty good role so he had a, a good scene here for this but it was it was a bad role he, i think it was a five and it was the first of three consecutive fives that he had in a row which was really kind of just crazy <laughs> Or, no, I'm mistaken. The three fives happened in the next session, but this was still a series of bad rolls. Just looks looks around all innocent, on the ground, tiny little four-foot nothing. So what's happening now is we moved off of this scene, and since he had come over here to look for A-10, I didn't you know, move to where A-10 was. A-10 had gone around the room and was now over where she thought Harry was. Harry's being run by Concord, of course. So uh, A-10 comes up, and she's socializing. You know, She's trying to make nice with Harry who she has a little bit of a crush on. And the first thing she says is something about, do you think we could slip into the hotel, into the uh, elevator and just get away from here? And is anyone going to know us? As a way of kind of tying her into the team and sort of having the same thought process and making it seem like she's really one of them. And I think it worked. Um, she actually ended up getting influence from one of the other team members, not Harry, uh, like later in the next session, which was really kind of nice. So uh, she just keeps talking. He nods. <laughs> Harry, who is this? <laughs> it's a girl. This is a friend of mine from school. She covered for me when I needed to live dance class. Which I'm sure Charlotte goes, dance class? So I found a little bit more stuff here. Uh, just talking a little bit more, what she's sort of socializing with and smiling. And I'm then going to, to, to uh, uh, follow this up with just like a flurry of questions like, is she happy? Is she concerned? I can't tell. Please. Just what color is she right now? <laughs> and, and I would be telling this Mercury if he was in his own body. So, yeah, they're just Adam. Mike's doing a great job of making Adam panicky. <laughs> can, can I see? Can I see her? So, yeah, it's just. Um, it's really the conversation isn't going that bad, but Adam is freaking out because he just doesn't know how to handle it. <laughs> it means she's flirting with you, dear. Harry, have have you guys been dating? What? No, we're just friends. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hang out the other day, but had team stuff because someone can't keep out of the sepia verse. So what you're not hearing here is that while the team is kind of giving Harry a hard time about this, I'm just keeping up the patter with A10 pointed at Harry slash uh, no. Adam. No, I do not. <laughs> just, just. And, you know, Charlotte's trying to talk him down and calm him down. And uh, somewhere along in here, Concord decides that what he wants to do is just get away using super speed. <laughs> oh, good. That'll keep Harry busy for a minute. Kind so, of pinkish. So 
so honey, just say hello, you know, just be polite and friendly and say you understand and you know, yeah, you have to stay here too and and don't make any commitments. Oh yeah, I saw you guys do that one thing. How did training go? How did training go? <laughs> by by the way, Joyce, we are loving this. Just just so you know. <laughs> I think it's even I think it's even better the fact that we get to kibitz in ways that are so helpful. <laughs> yeah, for some value of helpful. I'm not sure if Adam would find it that helpful. Which of course Margie knows that she's not actually being that helpful, which is fine. Um the amusing thing here is that uh you know, so I'm she asked how the training went and uh A10's talking about that and you know, the fact that they've never really had field work. A10 has done stuff in the field. She's actually quite good. Uh, Alloy has done stuff in the field. All, all the individual members of the team have done stuff out on the streets, done a little street hunting, stuff like that. But nobody, as a team, they haven't done anything. So they talk about that and they talk about practicing and talk about getting out there. And apparently whoever's running them secretly, running them, you know, sort of being their boss for the team, isn't letting them get out there in the field. Uh, they do a little bit of investigation for that. What's funny about this is what you see coming up here. Everyone's shouting advice to him, but Bill, out of all of them, and Link, is actually trying to get Adam, who's in a panic, to accomplish something, uh, accomplish something strategic during the conversation. Working together as a group is a good thing. What? I'm used to one voice, not several. Well, so uh, this came back to the conversation that Leo and Jason had a while back about we should do some training, and if the if the topic of uh, ask her how training went came up, which which I assume that Leo overheard, he's going to realize oh there's another super team we could work with them and we can do like multi team training. So he's going to ask Adam, ask her if their team will train with ours. Oh my God, he's asking her on a super date. I, I'd love to train with you. Uh, yeah, and the question is, who is he listening to? Does yeah, he listen no. to the calm voice saying no commitments or, hey, let's play with our new friends? No, uh, uh, I'm listening to both. And that is why Adam is going to give the worst answer possible. And it's like, oh, yeah, teamwork. That's really important. Training's really important, too. <laughs> And then Wait, he, he's also- going to point out over the uh, across the party. It's like, you know, you should talk to Jason about uh, uh, training sometime. Oh my! <laughs> 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 Nothing can possibly go wrong. Falling, falling into ruins. No, uh, the the worst part is probably you should talk to Jason. Corrects arm, where he was pointing at. <laughs> the ghost girl. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing about that is that yeah, the you should talk to Jason. He points at Ghost Girl and then he swings his arm like a, at least all the way across over to where he's finally pointing at Link, uh, who well Leo, who's in Jason's body, um, because you know he can't keep track of it. So he's awkward. He's now telling the girl who's trying to you know flirt with him to go talk to this other boy. It, it, as Catherine says, it's all falling in ruins. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Yeah. He gets intense sometimes. He tried to beat up my dad. 
again, right now, Adam, or rather Mike is playing Adam perfectly because he got things confused. He's standing in Harry's body saying that Jason tried to beat up his dad. Harry's dad is Silver Streak, and he's talking about, you know, Adam's dad. Keep in mind that Jason Quill's body is over here talking to Silver Streak. Honey, um, honey, why don't you yeah. go get some punch? I, I think now would be a good time to excuse yourself and use the little boy's room. <laughs> I have a stomachache. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go. There's punch in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. Of course, the punchline here is that Mike was very worried about playing Adam in Harry's body. They would screw something up. And now he's just catastrophically screwing things up and it's great we said well you must be very comfortable with it he's not he's just making it work anyway oh no it's bothering me it's just when i messed up harry's social life no no it's if i if i can just do exactly what adam would do in this point it is just very passive and he is just listening to what everybody is telling regardless of how much of a good idea it is make a date with telekinesis and I'm just describing A10's stricken expression and the fact that she's fumbling, trying to, you know, rescue this thing or just make it kind of work, and it's just not working. Catherine's face is in her hands and laughing. Oh, God. Ghost Girl is going to head in, in, in uh, her direction. I mean, the situation has gotten bad enough now that people are, like, walking over to back up. Concord is also headed in this direction. I, I feel as though uh, uh, Adam would already be not really understanding how super speed doesn't work. Oh, God, here it comes. And it was, like, just left right in the middle of that. He thought he was just going to be, like, you know, casually walking away. No, it was not. See, I had to clarify here that he was actually going to super speed just to get away from the conversation. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> How bad would that be? <laughs> so, so, Joyce, while they're all, like, converging oh. on, on this train wreck that's going on, I, I'm going to be watching to see what everyone else is thinking of this. <laughs> Just around to see, watching it, who who is pleased that they're standing, who's they're standing together. Yeah, it's just a mess. Uh and pretty soon the power use is going to go. And, of course, we have another bad roll. Okay. All hands on deck. <laughs> so somewhere in here, uh, I have him, I have Adam I'm, I'm roll her. to unleash your power. Now, since everybody's telepathically linked, I'm not making them, like, unleash their power just to do anything to tap into his other. So unleash the power is pretty okay. It works out all right. But, okay. Sorry about that. you know, we have to. Oh. But you obviously you still need to roll. So Adam rolls his Unleash's power, and he gets a terrible roll. It's it's so bad that it can't be rescued with team points. So, you know, he wants to get away, though, and he wants to use uh, his super speed abilities that are in Harry's body. So he gets that. It just goes horribly. So the one thing that, honestly, Harry's the one that pays for it, because the one thing that Harry didn't want to have happen was screw up the thing with A-10, and he didn't want to have, accidentally phase in front of, uh, you know, phase while Adam was in the body. And that is exactly what happens. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you have one job. Job. <laughs> <laughs> you have one job. You have one job. 
Uh, we've been training hard, Mr. Gale. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> to add insult to even greater insult and injury, uh, not only did uh, Adam in Harry's body phase directly through the floor to get away from A-10, while A-10 was just standing there looking at him, uh, his dad was looking right at him from the previous conversation Why and sees this happen. Yeah, so he goes from being really worried about this thing to just being ecstatic because he just saw his kid face, which he hasn't been able to do. This is one of the Gale family abilities he hasn't been able to do. He just saw him do it. And he gets this look on I his mean, face like he's ready to hand out cigars after some after having a boy born at the hospital. And Leo's trying to cover, so, you know, we've been training really hard, you know, surprise. Meanwhile, uh, Adam has phased right through the floor down to the lower next floor down where there's sort of quieter gatherings going. It's still part of the party. Um, just to get out of that, um, Harry is just uh, beside himself with, you know, how much more complicated everything is right now. And uh, I think what I'm doing right now, I'm going to pause for just a second, but I think what I'm doing right now is describing to Harry what's going on down the lower floor. L looking at their Google watches. Yeah, that is exactly what's going on right here. So uh, in this part, Adam in Harry's body goes down through the lower floor and you see these people like Elevator. quiet conversation nooks and stuff like that. Um, nobody pays him a lot of mind because, you know, they're super powered people doing super powered things in the super powered tower. Who cares? But while he's down there, he sees uh, Sigrun the Valkyrie, Blackbird, and Tatanka arrive, and having have obviously just arrived as though from a fight. Uh, Sigrun's some portions of her costume are smoking. Uh, Blackbird's armor looks pretty damaged. Tatanka seems okay, but he also looks worried and concerned, that sort of thing. So he comes in, and they come in. Sigrun is in a foul mood, and she's one of the people who while well, a uh, more junior member of the team gets a lot of the work done from day to day. Blackbird too. Tatanka is part of the team, but at the same time, he is actually A-10's uncle and does not actually encourage A-10 to be part of the JHHL. Far from it. Um, so she's not in the jails because he doesn't want her in the jails. He tries to keep her relatively far away. And there was some mention earlier that A-10 made saying... I only came because Michael promised he would be here. He only came because I said he would. I said I would be here. We're supposed to be helping each other out, and he's not here yet. So they come storming in at this point, or the two of them are storming. Tatanka's just trailing the line. Goes over to a private elevator, slams on a little passcode thing. Door opens, and the three of them pile in. Tatanka says something because he's met Harry, and Harry finds him a rather chill individual, one of the guys on the team that he actually kind of likes. And he sees what he thinks is Mercury. And, you know, greets him and says, hey, you know, sorry, it's a little bit of, had a little bit of work to do tonight kind of a thing and gets in there. And we'll see you a little bit later. We just need to get cleaned up and we'll see you up at the party kind of a deal. We're talk, we'll talk soon because they all seem to be aware that they also need to talk to this kid. Um, we find out later that those three were actually tangling with forces from Viertovia. Now, Viertovia as an island is not in one set place in the world. It's not where Iceland used to be. It has swapped in for Iceland. It's Iceland is gone, Viertovia is here, but Viertovia doesn't stay where Iceland was. It it's nobody knows. It moves, it floats, it flies. No there's a lot of theories. The actuality is that the thing is actually kind of like 
I wouldn't uh, know any of this. Uh, Brigadoon. It, it's not entirely all the way here, and as such, it's sort of unstuck, so it wanders. Not terribly easily to control. But right now, it's close to Halcyon City during this winter blizzard. Uh, these guys tried to tangle with these guys, and it did not go well. And none of their backup came from the League, because the League was busy having a party, which left Sigrun in a bit of a bad mood. Uh, then, after they've left... Suddenly, Silverstreak's there. He phases through the floor, too. And he's there, and he's just Pretty like, buddy! Time. And slapping him on the shoulder and saying all these great things. He's obviously really happy. He's like, <laughs> you know, we need to go back up. You know, it's time to go up. But man, what a breakthrough. I didn't even know. And, and all this other kind of stuff. So Adam's just like, yeah, huh, okay, great. And meanwhile, through the telepathic link, Harry is you know, having a meltdown. It, the other members of the team are also up there kind of, chatting with a10 and softening the blow a little bit there and uh you know i think they sort of painted it a little bit like a sudden power manifestation kind of a thing not entirely out of it in his control uh that sort of stuff to soften things up a little bit but it's still it's a pretty big six but still so epic oh my god wait till i tell your mother <laughs> we are going to Tell them that we are body swapped. <laughs> why, why really, you want to admit that a 12-year-old no, can stay in your body and you can't? I don't know that will actually help. <laughs> that just that just I, indicates I it's not a negative. problem with the powers, just that it's uh, a pro- yeah. Anyway, it's a performance issue. <laughs> you know what happens to every teenage superhero sooner or later. <laughs> Oh, you have four Yeah, exactly. You don't get to talk. <laughs> it's also time for the finish. Uh, Hello, by the way, darling. By, by the way, Joyce, I also flunked my role. I was reading. There's, there's actually a team we can contribute here, and I can explain how if okay. you want to make the role. Okay. I, I, I will take that because I don't need to make things any harder for Harry. That's fair. Um, so it will actually be Numina coaching you through. Oh, uh, yeah. And and I think she will understand what's going on with with you in a new body. Uh, she will probably suggest don't don't try to feel. Look for the eyes. Look for the the breathing. Look for physical signs, and just let your brain process what you're seeing, and you will get the correct answer. In, in other words, she's it's it's not a full like unleash your powers to use Leo's um, intuitive genius, but she's sort of coaching Charlotte through. Um, how that would happen. And I kind of put my foot in my mouth here uh, in the actual game because I make the observation that the reason that Noom was good at reading people is because she's not human. So she she's had to study that extra. Um, and it's quite the opposite, as Bill points out. And everybody else in the game understands that. I was the only one that screwed they it up. It's actually quite the reverse choice. Um, they started human. They have always been human. They would read it just fine. What we have had a trouble with is projecting body language. Right. Um, their their synthetic bodies need to look human to get to the other side of the uncanny valley. Which is obviously makes tons of sense. Human brain, mechanical body. They've had to work harder at that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they've they've got to the point where like their their brains are always been wired correctly, but the bodies must match that that capability. They must be able to breathe. They must be capable of blinking. They must. Um, move right. certain ways. They must have multiple groups here, here, and so forth, and all that stuff. And and they have been participants in rebuilding their own bodies to have this ability. 
But in any case, the uh, help from Numa and Numina is easily achieved. So Margie gets up to where she can ask a, or sorry, uh, uh, Ghost Girl gets up to where she can easily ask a question to find out what's going on. Um, and interestingly, she doesn't read people that I would expect. She doesn't ask questions I would expect. She wants to know so from this uh, read have... of the thing, is the mentor for A-10's team somewhere around? Is Are, are they here? Um, which I wasn't expecting, and I hadn't really thought about that much. I had a general idea, I had a thought, and I went with it because I hadn't had a better idea in the meantime um, with uh, the idea that uh, it was actually Harry's uncle, Chase, who's coaching. I was actually in, intending more to look at well, – well, two questions. I think it's closer to assess the situation, but I, I did want to actually just um, – is – do we know who is the the mentor for their team? Or that I wasn't sure we did. Okay, so I'm actually going to do sort of what I want to do is look, you know, at the furs that are in the area and see if they look to any of the adults or if there's any adults that we think may be mentors, look at them. So, I mean, it wasn't really that difficult to nail this down and, and spot them. Chase is there. I hadn't mentioned it before because it hadn't really come up, but yeah, we just went right with that. I'm perfectly happy if you give me a confused answer for. <laughs> but I didn't. I mean, it was really pretty straightforward. I wasn't that invested in hiding this. I don't know. I wouldn't have been invested in hiding it in the first place. I think it's interesting. Um, and it's another tie. I like it because uh, Harry's already kind of involved in A-10. A-10's being coached by her uncle. Uh, Tatanka's on the league, but Tatanka's all, or Tatanka is her uncle. Chase is his uncle. It's, it's, you know, it's a really nice little web there. And Chase is not on the league and never has been. His uh, superhero identity is Comet. Okay. He technically okay. got the powers at the same time as Silverstreak, but he was never like a uh, A-League super. So I, I, I'm still trying to unpack that. I feel like there's some drama there um, where he's been much – Chase has been much more of a low-key kind of B-level. He associates with shadier superheroes, more vigilantes like Hyena that they've run into in the past and, and things of that nature. And – the fact that he's running this team that isn't associated with the JHHL, isn't associated with the league, stays away from being associated with the league, actually, as much as possible, kind of ties into Tatanka. I think it's all very interesting stuff. And also maybe some... some I got to wonder why Chase doesn't really associate with the league, even when his brother... Or not brother, but friend does. Uh it's uncle with air quotes. He's not actually a family member, although he's a lifelong friend of his dad's. So you got to wonder about some of that stuff, or at least I have to, because it's sort of my job. So that's kind of where that all happened, or what's going on. So over the course of the next 10 minutes or so, we uh, kind of move everybody away from the party. Uh, Super's all kind of, once Sigrun shows up, um, she goes walking straight through the party, and every, all, everybody except for Guardian kind of files along. Uh, Guardian stays with the rest of the party, but everybody else kind of goes along with, and they go back into, the joke was the star chamber, but really it's just this conference room with a big U-shaped table they're all sitting at, and you got, uh, the team is sort of at the, the open horseshoe of the U, while they're explaining that uh, there's some defenses up, you know, that you guys have been doing a great job, but there are some things that we have in place to keep order and to uh, keep everybody protected from anything untoward. And your 
poking around with some stuff inadvertently is weakening some of those wards and protections and they need you to kind of stop um nobody's really uh nobody wants to say it overtly but finally sigrun just sort of of, uh, actually i think uh, it might have been hecate might have just said listen uh there's re you cannot mess around with your toby anymore and you can't mess around with any of the uh, uh any any portals or anything back to the world that they came from because it could just the portals could just rip things asunder and wreck the whole world and destroy maybe all of reality and you just have to stop messing with that all of this uh when they've recently been through one of those portals to leave a beacon so that byron quill can find them and also uh jason giving nanotech to alicia to let her go on her own over there oh thank goodness it's only virtovia does that mean we can still do iceland (laughs) (laughs) what's iceland and the fact that you guys the team knew about iceland also freaked out the super no we're saying it internally internally Oh, well, I was disappointed about that. I was hoping that they were going to say it out loud and freak everybody out. Oh, this could, I will speak aloud as Jason Quill here, though. <laughs> okay, so this is where things get a little bit more interesting, because there's a lot of blame-throwing going on here that is entirely justified by the team uh, because of this. And also the team is getting a little bit hot under the color because, uh, you know, there's some interference here that's going on. Because of where we are or because we've been thinking about it? Or because, because we have connected. psychic blocks. Yeah, and it also came out that at this point, because of their psychic link or whatever, they're not having trouble remembering Iceland and Beortovia, the whole thing. That's not working right now. Huh. We're protected from magic, from outside Why? communication. And that, of course, leads back to Hecate, who was the first person to notice that they couldn't be messed with. Right, what Hecate was saying, yeah. Sorry. I still have something unless somebody else is going first. Uh, Several of us have family members that may be involved in this situation. Uh, A little more explanation would be appreciated. And the mention of family members gets Hecate all riled up again because as far as the league is concerned, it's Jason's family members that caused this whole thing because it's tied back to when that whole portal thing happened with Byron. Sorry, I was kind of waiting for a break in the action. So, But this is cool. It still works. So in any case, uh, there's a lot of, again, blame throwing now with the league going back to the other team saying, listen, you know, your family caused this. You guys, you know, are are kind of poking around with this, but we don't understand what's happened. We're still trying to control this. We're just trying to, Vitovia is dangerous. The fact that they're over here is dangerous. We don't know how they got over here, and that's dangerous too. And we're just trying to control this situation. This girl takes a a half pseudo step forward, but doesn't say anything. Of course, that's connected to the fact that uh, uh, Hecate was impugning the honor and intensity. Because there was something that uh, Hecate had said, something about maybe Byron Krill was in league with Virotovi. He caused this whole thing. He, they, they didn't know whether or not he had been prevented worse danger or if his screw-up had caused, any, caused this to happen in the first place. Um, so there's a lot of scowling and growling um, kind of on both sides and you know just and it, they're making it sound like it's mostly the gate that's worried them but it's not really the gate that's worrying them here he snorts his head see and what's interesting about this is uh as you recall earlier on uh 
uh, Ghost Girl had rolled that she was going to have a big revelation, a big bomb to drop on things. And this is what was going to be the bomb that I was going to drop is that somewhere along here with Leo's big brain and Charlotte understanding the magic, she was going to realize that the reason that nobody on the world can remember Iceland, and this has all been kind of, it's hard to remember all this kind of stuff is because the league is doing it. They don't understand what happened, but in order to control panic and to maintain everyone's confidence in them, they're making the world forget that this ever happened. But no, if now would be a bad time to say so, that's why you've been making everyone forget it <laughs> about it. And see, I was expecting that to be the big bomb that uh, Ghost Girl was going to figure out and then drop on everybody. And Catherine figured it out first. Yeah. Which okay. is crazy. I think we should all be awarded for not rolling our eyes at all of this. And of course, uh, Silver Streak and both Silver Streak and Tempest are both like looking pretty hangdog about this like because. They weren't really on board with that idea in the first place, and now it's come out, and Harry's heard. Frank would be the one saying it. Uh... Oh, please, use my mouth to sh- sh- square up to the HHL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's it's the crap they're doing that's making everybody forget Iceland. So it's, it's these pricks trying to cover their tracks because they don't know what's going on, and they don't want people to panic. So with so that... What the fuck? I, I will have one suggestion that I will mentally relate and, and ask to that then. Not merely what's going on with Iceland, um, what's happened to the people there and how many people are, are suffering or, or have been put out by this. They're just trying to cover shit up so people don't get afraid. So at this point, the group is zeroing okay. in on exactly what their reply is going to be to the League. Because they really want to kind of drop a bombshell that both tells them what they know and really sets them back on their heels and kind of judges them a little bit with what's going on. So they're just, uh, they're kind of zeroing in on that a little bit, which I, is obviously perfectly fine. So what I'm going to, so what I'm thinking of saying is, what about all of those people from Iceland that are trapped on the other side? So at this point I go in, uh, Hecate is talking. Shows. Blackbird is talking. Because um, I'm not, not going to leave um, them there. Sigrun. And they don't get along, which is the fact that they're speaking in unison is also kind of stomach-churning for some of these folks. Hecate points or out there's we. only 300,000 people on we. Iceland. And, you know, what balance of that against the rest of the world, against the rest of reality? This entire section of the galaxy could be destroyed. All of reality could be destroyed. You can't, can't mess with that kind of stuff for one small country. Uh, better to figure out what's actually going on here when we don't know what's going on. We don't know what Byron Quill did, blah, 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 blah. Um, so there's blame going there because uh, uh, Byron Quill was never part of the League, and he was never really a superhero. He was yeah, a science adventurer, a science hero, um, that kind of thing. So he worked with them sometimes. He worked with Aegis sometimes. But generally speaking, they didn't get along that well, and neither did Rusty. So... That kind of thing goes on for a little bit. And then Sigrun jumps in and it's like, listen, I understand this. I understand, Jason, that you're interested in this. I understand that your friends are interested in this. That you want to do the right thing. You want to do good. I honestly, I'm I, a boy. missing your dad. Your dad's me. been missing for two years. I honestly can't understand why. I, 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 See, if I were you, I, I would have been looking for the girl. last two years. I don't know why you haven't been constantly. And it, <laughs> what I did right in the middle of saying that, because I hadn't really thought about it before, was I had Sigrun pause and look at Hecate. I was just unable to stop herself. 
when she's saying, Jason, I don't know why you haven't just been looking for your dad for the last two years. And look at Hecate like, holy shit, were you messing with him? Like, doesn't say it, but looks it. And Jason definitely picks up on that. Um, because there's some weird stuff that's been happening with Jason. Like, it's come up in previous diaries and journals and stuff like that with Jason that he just doesn't really consider magic as a thing. Like, he doesn't put a lot of research into it. He doesn't try to understand it. He doesn't really think of it as a solution or a potential cause of a problem. Why is that? He's a scientific mind. He's a freaking super genius. Why doesn't he think about one of the major, you know, uh, linchpins of various superpowers and stuff like that to consider magic? Maybe because somebody who has a bunch of magic power is screwing with him to make him not think about it. Uh, make him not think about his dad very much. Some, but not to actually go and do anything about it. Um, some sort of compulsion or something like that. So this comes out that not only has the league been screwing with the whole world, Jason has been possibly, it's been strongly implied, screwed with directly by Hecate, who never got along with Byron Quill in the first place. He hated her, and she hated him. Hates, possibly. And doesn't seem to think very much of Jason either. Not that that's super surprising, because she doesn't like anybody like that. But um, there's a lot going on right there. And, you know, one of the GM admonitions in the game is to make adults short-sighted, and... Uh, that's one of the uh, GM things I'm pretty good at. I have a perfect response for this, by the way. Sure, go for it. Please. Uh, what did, that, is, what, did he have any more to say? So I just want to spit. Go ahead. I mean, by this point in time, yeah, uh, Jason is pretty upset. Uh, Link is in Jason's body and, uh, you know, sort of functioning as the leader. Um, everybody is just kind of gobsmacked by this. Uh, somebody in the back was like, the fuck did they do? Um, it's been pretty good. So, We'll ask him when he comes back. No, nice! Ah. Nice! So there was a lot of glowering from the rest of the superhero team, but uh, from the rest of the league. And then the next, or I guess I should say final plot twist for the night. Who's saying that? Who's saying that? Can we send send mental images as, as well as talking? Just a little picture of a hand making like a little blah, 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 blah out in my head. <laughs> so what I was doing at this point was getting, uh, was it Sigrin to do one last kind of impassioned explanation, you know, just calling on their better natures. And then she's interrupted in the middle of this by other stuff happening. Oh, that sucks. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and I'm thinking to the others, right. we, we really shouldn't tell them about what we've already put over yeah, there, right? Yeah, I'm not going to say anything else. Just let I'm going to that. So right in the middle of her speech, Sigrin goes like falls unconscious and collapses down on the table. And within a few seconds, everybody at the table is falling unconscious. Nautilus's suit kind of goes into hibernation mode. Uh, Blackbird, who's also in a power suit, kind of goes, you know, rigid like she's gone unconscious. Uh, Tatanka goes down. Oya stands up and sort of staggers around a bit, but she goes down. Uh, you know, all, all this sort of thing. Um, and I'm explaining, and they're, they're like, what's going yeah. They don't know exactly what's happening or why it's suddenly happening. Um, the first instance, and you'll hear them say here in just like one second. I look at Hecate. I look at Hecate. So the thought there is that Hecate's doing it. Um, she's not. Uh, and her response was to like panic wide-eyed and teleport away before she's completely unconscious. 
they thought maybe she was doing it because she got caught out for messing with Jason Quill. So of course I'm explaining this and you know what's going on, and the fact that she's uh, teleported away. They were you know well isn't she helpful? That'll be some comment that they make here pretty shortly. Um, but they're sort of assessing this and trying to figure out what the heck is going on, realizing that everyone's going down. And then of course the question comes up: uh, Why aren't we unconscious? And we're, you know are we doing this? Or you know what's going on? And they, their first guess is the same one that protected them from the Iceland thing. Self-protective. Yeah, so not super... Nuclear refrigerator mood. ...impressed with uh, Hecate in that way. But uh, their first guess is that they are immune to whatever's happened because they're in that mind link, uh, which would have been cool, but not what's going on here. This is actually just basically any adults are asleep and kids are still awake. And that's sort of a weird reverse kind of Christmas thing. But the Christmas Yuletide stuff that's about to happen in the next session is sort of a weird reverse kind of Christmas thing anyway. So I you know, went with it. Also, you know, it's more fun when the supers aren't around. The kids have to handle all the bad stuff, so. Immune to mind magic. I'm looking around with whatever preternatural heads-up display I've got. I do have a, the, the perception-y thing, whatever that is. That's the sitch. Harry, talk to the concordance. Oh! So they talk to Saul, and of course Saul doesn't know what's going on, because this is all magic, and that's not the concordance's, uh... Ballywick, so he just kind of shrugs and goes, mm-hmm. It's magic. Never mind. He doesn't know anything. Okay. So now they're still trying to sort things out. And right about now is when they hadn't been talking with Vigil up to this point. Vigil hasn't been here. And I have a television, an old, like, AV stand from a high school roll in on, like, a little robot pushing it and have uh, that cart roll in being pushed by this robot. <laughs> Does it have spider legs? Sorry, sorry. So the robot comes in and uh, plugs in the AV stand and hits play on the VCR, and you get like the rubberized face of the alien from that one Star Trek episode where it was just like a rubber head of an alien, not a real alien. And but the voice is not the same. The voice is different. And basically, it's a recording. It's an old VCR tape recording. A vigil, because vigil again kind of works like Doctor Who from the. Uh, blink episode where he's talking back in time or forward in time or something based on transcripts of what happened in the room he fills in the other half of these conversations ah uh, yes uh yeah first federation baylock so yeah i have to rely on my players to know what the actual um trivia star trek trivia is because i'm not really a star trek guy anyway so the gist of what happens here is that vigil um, says, okay, well, uh, all the main defenders of the city have gone down. That was what I predicted was going to happen. And now uh, just leaves you guys. So, all right, boys and girls, it's time to get to work. That's the end of the episode, isn't it? Is, is that, um, oh. Ah, oh, vigil. <laughs> the other thing, I was kind of going a lot worse, you guys. Like some part, like America to come in and be like, you killed the HHL. Be like, yeah. You know, this makes my troubles of not being able to face seem like a lot less. Well, crap. I was feeling a good a good anger there, and all of a sudden now it turns into concern. That's, uh... Well, I, I actually, I, I was like, you know, looking wide-eyed and panicky and, and leaving. I thought it was because of... Your Tobia showed up. Well, no, well, I know that's why it was because, but I thought it was because of Sigrun having said something about Jason... Why he wasn't? It was like looking over at her. It was like, oh my god, Jason is about to do something. I need to get out of here. It was like, wait, what? Huh? 
So at this point, uh, we pretty much wrap everything up and we move into the end of game moves. So it's that you know standard question, it's the end of the game. Did you grow closer to the team, further away from the team, or more into the image of yourself? Because of the body swaps, most people picked uh, closer right. to the team and, and typically tended to actually pick the person whose body they were in. So they didn't pick that move off of the love letters, but they did kind of do that anyway. We have so much influence. Pretty much everybody has influence over each other. Um, at this point in time, so it's just a little bit of label moving. Some Looking people pick her, up some conditions as a result of that. It's uh, pretty straightforward. So I am not going to do any more editing. You're going to hear them going through and giving their answers, who they're influenced by, a little bit more <laughs> um, ruminating about what went down during the game. And then we wrap things up. So this is going to be ugly. A little bit of too much extra GM commentary and stuff like that, but it's going to be better than not being able to hear anything in session 19. So thanks very much for sticking with me. Uh, and uh, I next will session should be better. closer to the team. Um, um, I'm going to say Charlotte, because she had she, you know, even if someone was sarcastic, she was actually interested in helping me pass. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll say uh, closer to Harry. Uh, Harry was helpful with Mr. Gale. Eric came through with the bombshell, um, and I'm really on board with the A-10 ship, and I want to see where that goes. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Hey, Catherine's not say so, and we'll back off, but, like, hopefully you're having fun with it, too. You uh, sound really enthusiastic uh, about it. Uh, something more coherent for my team? So much drama about the drama. I'm the king of relationships not going squarely, okay? Like, you want to talk about that shit? <laughs> like, I feel that this event will have us working at this level from now on, or at least I hope so. Especially once Gigi figures out how to do this without swapping bodies. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, Further away... Because Adam just had to go and phase my father. I'm going to pick the oddest option out of them all. Adam totally grew into his image of an awkward kid. Oh no, not in the slightest. Yeah, so we're bumping up that mundane. Am I doing this backwards? Hmm, and I already had it, so that allows me to shift your labels. Right, no, I think I did mine wrong. I already have influence over Jason. Right. So I'm Okay. And and you post So I was interpreting it as my own labels, but it works for Jason just perfectly too. <laughs> Catherine, did Mercury already have influence over me? Um yeah. Uh shift links labels then. Okay. <sighs> I'm trying to figure out what condition to take. Can't go danger any slower. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay because it's it's. It is is so perfectly Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte should be like negative ten in danger. <laughs> Your social danger is like plus five. <laughs> but you know that whole directly engage and confidential. And that's about it, guys. 24 yeah. seconds left. Thanks so much for sticking with us again. Uh, next time, I know the audio is right, so you should be able to yeah. follow along when the winter comes okay, and all the adults are asleep. 
and the Yule Boys come to town. Talk to you later. <laughs>